Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. So check this out. Uh, okay, so yeah, actually, <laughs> um, I have this feeling that it's gonna be better. So uh, yeah, we tried to shoot. Yeah, hey guys, welcome back to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. We're glad you joined us uh, again. I apologize for this uh, back and forth, taking off every so often, and uh, uh, summer summertime is busy, isn't it, Marshall? It is. It is always busy. Always something going on. Yeah. And so uh, we just, every now and then we just have what feels like an attack from the evil one, right? That we have things, things just get screwed up. Either the Zencaster's acting up or um, the mic's just not doing. I tell you what, I got on. To get this to get this this episode we're recording today was originally supposed to come out at the beginning of the week, and uh, I got on there to listen, and I could hear that echo you were telling me about, and time yeah. it was just the audio was terrible, <laughs> and I yeah. So anyway, hopefully this thing is uh, hopefully this will go a lot better. Um, sometimes you just have bad days and. So I think that we were having just one of those down days and yeah, it's uh, today is a better day, a little better. And I, I really like doing podcasts in the morning. I'm a little bit more energized, a little bit more awake. I'm not wore down from work. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and I, I love drinking coffee. Uh, I went down a whole rabbit trail. You asked me about the mic. So some exciting news for the podcast. And we've talked about this. We, I mean, because I'm not, you're going to hear some other podcast. Those of you listening, you're going to hear some other podcasts. I'm going to start calling them, I don't know, table talks or bonus episodes because I want to bring on other people. You know, I want to, yeah. bring, as you know, I like to bring on friends, good godly men on this podcast or even women, whatever it happens to be and get a different take. It's always, the, it's always good to sit down and debate and to talk about with different people about what we um, how we're interpreting God's word. So that being said, yeah. Marshall, I have this. Uh, I have this mic. I, it, it originally started out as a. I was borrowing it from somebody. It was a Blue Yeti mic because I can. Um, I can change the directions. I can record from both uh, across the table, so I can record from both directions across the table. And it seems like a more. Uh, oh man, what's the word I'm looking for? It'll pick things up better than the mic that I normally right. use. I think I figured it out. I've been plugging it into, I've been plugging my mic into a different USB port on the computer. And here lately, it seems like it's been recognized a lot easier. So maybe that's been my whole, maybe that's been my problem all along is I've been plugging it into the wrong USB port on my computer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, these this Blue Yeti mic is nice for in person stuff. So when I have yeah, somebody yeah, in uh, in the studio, they'll it'll record multi directional. So I can record. Right. I could put four people at this table, pick up from all four directions. I could put just the yeah. two of us, and it'll record from only two directions, and not from the side. So yeah. I'm I'm liking it. I figured I would just roll with this setup since I already had it set up for from the other day doing that uh, podcast with Christian or actually yeah. I, I didn't record it. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't do it with a, uh, we called it a recorded Bible study, which, okay. So uh, you guys listening, will start hearing that. I think the Lord has, is taking it uh, in this direction. I think that what we're going to start doing, he kind of, we told you at the beginning of Luke that, uh, God kind of laid it on our heart to go through a gospel, and Luke was the gospel that we were going through. Rightly so, because we needed to see, we needed to take a look at Jesus's life. Well, 
now we're going to get into that same style as what uh, Christian and I did the other day. His episodes are going to be bonus episodes, and uh, we'll put them out as we do it. It was a great conversation, and I think that as we get further into this, it our conversations are going to be just as good because right. anything led by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is better. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, we've found that out when we've we've done podcasts before where you know we're not necessarily following scripture verbatim and reading through anything specific, and we just we pray about it before the podcast starts and we just let the, let God and the Holy Spirit lead us throughout that podcast. And when we allow that to happen, that's when I feel like the podcasts are the best because when something is God led or spirit led, yep. it's going to be better. Um, you know, when, when we try to direct our steps or control the situation, uh, not that it's not going to be good, uh, but it may not be as good as when God is in control and he's leading the situation. Yep. You kind of, you kind of get into uh, my favorite Bible verse and, uh, <laughs> It's the it's the reason for the compass tattoo that I have on my arm here, and mm-hmm. it was you know I, I've always said that the reason I have a compass on my arm is because I just never know where God's going to take me. Well, um, what is that? Uh, and then I got I got it sent to me. Proverbs sixteen nine. You know we make our own plans, but God directs our steps, or some <clears throat> something along those lines, and. Uh, so you you said it right there. You you pretty much quoted my favorite verse. It's a, you never know where God's going to take you. And I'm not saying that we're never going to do another Bible study. We're never going to do another full book. But right now, here after Luke, God is taking us in this direction. I think it's going to be fun because mm-hmm. you never know. Oh, we got into a little bit. We scratched the surface into what I've been reading. God led me to Ezekiel, and now I'm I'm kind of working on the Old Testament a little bit. I'm loving it, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff. <clears throat> There's so much more you never realized. You know, you you always think about it as a uh, as a history lesson. I think I said this in that you'll uh, everybody will hear that in the bonus episode, but. Um, and, and these aren't going to be paid bonus episodes. These are just going to be extra episodes that get released sometime throughout the week whenever I have time to uh, edit those things and get them put out there. So they're in a totally different format. They're just sitting down and there's no music to them. There's nothing. I'll do a little intro. I'll do a little outro and fade into the conversation and that's it. Uh, other than that, it's not structured like this like our podcast is the way undone and pursuit podcasts is, is yeah. meant to go. So um, it's going to be, it's so going to be, be undone and pursuit on the fly. That's right. Hey, that's not, that's not a bad. Uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, we're just, what we're doing right now is just kind of waiting for the coffee to kick in. Hey, um, nice mug, by the way, I have uh I, I love doing these podcasts in the morning so we can drink coffee because normally I don't have coffee made uh, when I get home from work. So, and plus, mm-hmm. when it's 90 some odd degrees, you don't want to drink coffee in the middle of the day. Mornings, mm-hmm. you want to drink coffee. Yeah, I got up this morning, made a full pot of coffee, and uh, had a little bit of breakfast. And um, that was good. Usually I just make one, one, one cup, you know, for myself, but I was like, you know what? I'll make a full pot of coffee and just sip on it throughout the day and just let it sit there and simmer. I ground up a bunch of coffee beans this morning and filled up a whole container full of fresh ground coffee and mm, it's good stuff. Oh yeah. Well, you know, and um, we've decided we, we have to make it through all of the ground coffee that we've bought, but we've decided here lately to go back to the whole bean stuff and just start um, grinding it fresh every day. We were doing that. And it was, the coffee was always better than, because it it seems like the ground uh, coffee, the pre-ground coffee, just, it kind of skunks out real bad, really fast. As soon as you open up the package, it just starts every, every pot afterwards just kind of starts getting worse and worse. I hate that. Yeah. That's why, yeah, I always buy the bags of coffee beans and I've got a little coffee jar and I've got a, a bean grinder and I'll grind up a certain amount of beans. Um, sometimes I fill the whole jar up. Sometimes I don't. Because like you said, I don't want the, the, the ground coffee to just sit there. 
I like to try to make it ground fresh and then use it right then. And uh, I don't do it a whole lot because it's just me and my wife. My wife doesn't drink a whole lot of coffee right now, so it's mainly me. So to make a full pot of coffee would be a huge waste. Because um, usually I'm getting up at 5.30 in the morning for work, so I just make a quick K-cup, fill up a cup, and I'm out the door. And I drink more coffee up at the office. So but uh, so it's nice yeah. to make a full pot of coffee of that fresh ground coffee. Well, and uh, what, what about that mug that you're drinking out of? I love – that is – if I had to choose, I ha- I love pottery mugs. As you can see, I'm using a pottery mug as well myself. Yeah, so <clears throat> several years ago, I'd say back in 2007, 2008, Aaron bought me a couple of these pottery mugs, and I'm pretty sure he bought them at Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri, um, back where uh, <laughs> Aaron's from. Aaron's Aaron's from that area, and I, I lived up there for for a long time myself. We. That's where Aaron and I became yeah, friends. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're well. I guess you're technically not from there, but you lived there the majority of your life. I lived there for eight years, and but anyway, I uh, so I have I, I've held on to these mugs forever and ever and ever, and I think you honestly, I'll be honest, you you bought these as a as a wedding gift for me and my ex wife. <laughs> so when that when that whole situation Whoa. ended, nice, yeah. Yeah, so when that situation ended, I took them with me. I said, no, nope, those cups are going with me. Those are from my friend. So I took them with me, uh, and I, I these are my favorite <laughs> coffee mugs that I've ever had. And so I just I, I cherish these mugs, and I know it's just a coffee mug. But uh, you know what You know what I like about them is they're not perfect because it's a pottery mug. It's made by yeah. hand, so it's not perfect. Like It's not perfectly round. Honestly, the top of it's kind of an oblong, oval kind of almost. Um, but I love it. That's why I always tell my yep. wife, anytime I make a, I do a project or make something, I, I tell her, I say, I say, you know, I'm not trying to build it to perfection because I'm not perfect. So I can't make anything perfect, yeah. but I'm going to do the best that I can. Nice. And if there's imperfections in that process, that's the way I like it because, you know, I mean, that's just the way God intended things to be sometimes imperfect. He's the only perfect one, right? So I, if I can't be perfect, Everything I make is not going to be perfect. It's going to have imperfections, just like me in my life. That's just kind of how I how I how I see things. I don't know. <laughs> yep, went down a rabbit hole there. <laughs> well, I was hoping you were going to go there. If you weren't going there, I was. You know, this thing. Um, come to find out, like, so I probably spent more on those mugs. I, I don't know. I can't remember, but I'm glad you got it. It was. I was thinking as you were talking about. Um, taking those mugs with you it almost sounded like a country song that you were uh she got the house and you got the coffee mugs and that's how you know (laughs) well maybe i should write a song i better be a number one (laughs) right (laughs) if i just get some big country star to sing it we take these up live off the royalties (laughs) yeah right yeah no the one that my new favorite cup here is uh it kind of has a special it, – it's kind of special to me in the moment right now. I, I have some weird affinity with all these uh, – with these clay. Like you said, I love the imperfections in the in the mugs, in these clay mugs. And uh, and this one, this one comes straight from Mex- uh, Mexico. And it was made – we got it at a Mexican restaurant. And uh, the cool thing about that is like – so where, where we live in Grangeville, Idaho is uh, – <laughs> We have one Mexican restaurant and it's not like, you know, it's not like it's got, it's the best Mexican, you know, they, we don't even have, we don't have queso at that, uh, uh Mexican restaurant hmm. that we have. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a sin. It's like, it's a borderline sin not to have queso at a Mexican <laughs> restaurant. Anyway. Um, so we go, God sends us on this scouting trip to Arkansas earlier in the year. And, uh, we're we're in Arkansas. We picked up a bunch of these mugs and for like six bucks a piece. Where can you get a handmade uh, clay coffee mug for six bucks? You can't. And a nice one. That most of them are yeah. like twenty bucks a piece. Yeah, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Special meaning to me because it's a. Uh, it was on that scouting trip to scout out the prom. We were we were scouting out the promised land, is what we were doing. 
<laughs> God spoke this promise over our life. And, it, you know, of course, this is a remnant of, uh, of what we brought back from the, from scouting out that promised land. So, oops. Oh yep. man. I almost knocked the table over. <laughs> I think you've had too much coffee now. <laughs> I'm only on one cup right now. I was about to open it up and uh, here's my, the, that's my work cup. Start, and so I, I had, I brought a, a little thermos with me. You're starting to, you're starting to sound like Jesus when he goes in the temple and starts throwing tables over because he's mad because they're desecrating the temple. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they're knocking over desks. No, this is actually, I think I'm going to leave this setup up because I'm, I'm really kind of digging it. I uh, pulled a couple of chairs out of the uh, RV and I, I pulled the table out of the RV. I set it up in here. And, uh, so we could do that. We could do that Bible study the other night. And, uh, this chair is a lot more comfortable than the one I've been sitting in. And, uh, this is just a more comfortable setup. I like it a lot better. I can put the mic a little further away. It's a little more touchy and, uh, sensitive. So it'll pick up my voice a little better. Uh, it's just a better all around setup, but every now and then I'm going to be hitting this thing with my knee if I get too, uh, anxious or riled up. well shoot we had a whole totally different setup going on the last podcast when we first tried this but uh more things have happened since then it was uh so uh i'm not even going to try and recreate what we did on the first one we're just going to redo it again so what are we doing we're getting into luke uh chapter 19 Luke 19. Uh, this week, which we were supposed to get into. Mm-hmm. That just wasn't going to work out. So, no. But, how, did you have a little bit? Was it a little bit better to get into? Like, you know, it kind of was, you kind of think of it as a blessing in a way that um, it didn't, so that you could go back and kind of reread some stuff, get gather your thoughts on it. And uh, just get a better handle on it. Sometimes that happens, right? Yeah, no, it's good. It gives you, like you said, it just gives you more time to go in there and look at some more stuff. And uh, but no, it's good. It's it, it's all good. It all works out. And it'll be just as good, if not better. It'll be better. Yeah, right. I think I, I have a feeling it's going to be better. Not that I'm going to say anything different than what I said the first time, but um, I, I just think it's going to be better because I think what we can do is chapter 19 starts off and it from like verses one through 10 is, is about Zacchaeus. And if you've been, mm-hmm. if you've ever been to Sunday school and heard um, that song, I can't remember. I, I didn't even, even though we, I tried singing it the first time and, and I still can't remember, but it, it like, it, you know, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree to see what he could see. And so we're talking about Zacchaeus. Then that was a little Sunday school song that you sang when you were kids. If you grew up in That's church. That's going to be on Aaron's next grew album. Grew up in Sunday school. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can't remember the rest of the song, but... Um, <laughs> Zacchaeus was a wee little man. He was a he was a short dude. And I'm thinking, Marshall, that we're just going to kind of paraphrase this first section. We're going to kind of split this up into sections. What do you say? Well, I've got a great paraphrase for 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 one through ten. If you want me to read that, and then if you want to add to it, I do. How does that sound? Okay, let me let me read. I always this do. And it, it really, yeah. Oh, I know, I know, and it. <laughs> It, it always, uh, it, it's a great little paraphrase, uh, but no, that's good. It's good. We always have something to say more, which is good because it just goes deeper. But anyway, um, let me read this. So this is chapter 19, one through 10 and Aaron's over there spilling coffee. Uh, so it says Jesus, pretty much Jesus came to uh, Jericho yeah. for a reason. Did you hear that? <laughs> so, so Jesus came to Jericho for a reason. Did you reason. hear that? He I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so Jesus came to Jericho for a reason because he knew Zacchaeus was going to be there and he knew who Zacchaeus was and all Zacchaeus had done. Uh, so, so Jesus knew what, what kind of man Zacchaeus was. And, you know, so, and, and Aaron will go into more detail on 
maybe what 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 Zacchaeus had done and stuff. But um, so that he he knew what he was going to change. So yeah, so Jesus knew what kind of man he was, but he also knew that Zacchaeus was going to change his life and change his ways. So you know, Jesus wanted to show the people through Zacchaeus. Um, you know, I, I think in a way that we that we shouldn't give in to, to like social pressures, um, and and honestly that we shouldn't avoid these types of people like Zacchaeus, because uh, Zacchaeus was, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was a, a a tax collector and he was wealthy and all this kind of stuff, and then he ended up, you know, just giving away a good portion of all, a lot of his money and his things and stuff um, to show Jesus and to change his ways. And I think Jesus wanted to show people that we shouldn't give into the social pressures and we shouldn't avoid these types of people because Jesus loves them. And they also need to hear the good news. Like, you know, Zacchaeus needed to hear the good news and the people around Zacchaeus who were seeing what was going on in that moment needed to hear the good news and see what Jesus had to do in Zacchaeus's life. So Jesus was using Zacchaeus in his life in that very moment when he came in into Jericho to show the people around him what, what like what, why, why he was there essentially. That's kind of what I got from that. And that was kind of like my little in a nutshell of that first one through 10. Yeah. That, that's a beautiful summation of that section. He, and, and what, what can you learn from that? And how do you, how do we carry that to our uh, modern day is, and that's what we do is we're relating God's word to um, relating these stories and these parables and, and what God says in his word to our lives today. And it's Jesus. The main thing that you take out of just this Zacchaeus story is Jesus meets you right where you're at. Jesus was going to Jericho to meet with Zacchaeus and uh, that was his goal. He was there to find Zacchaeus just as Zacchaeus was searching Jesus out. Jesus was already pursuing him, just like he's already pursuing us. Before we even pursue him, he's pursued us. Yep, exactly. So so you said he was a tax collector. Well, the the main thing to point out is that this guy – was a chief tax collector. So he wouldn't have necessarily been the one on with the public face that was out collecting taxes. He would have been, he would have been over that guy. He would have hired a guy to come out and collect the taxes for him. I think we've talked about um, the tax collectors in that uh, day that they would bid and he obviously would win the bid. So he would have been the one bidding that would have won that bid to collect taxes and, um, and then hired a guy to go out and do the dirty work for him. And then he's just, sits back and collects the money. So that's kind of what a chief tax collector would do. Um, And then the other takeaway from this section would be uh, there towards the end when Zacchaeus decides he's going to repent, which is what we should all do. We all realize we are sinners that we're not perfect. Just like that mug you were talking about, Marshall, is we're not perfect, you know, and so we need to repent. When, When we repent, Salvation follows. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. That it's was already that better. Was good. Yes, sir. That was a good summation. <laughs> it is. Hard. I'm telling you, man. I I got I got five minutes into that podcast when I was uh, editing it. And I said, nope, 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 nope. We're we're not. We're not, I, I can't put this out there. <laughs> it was rough. It was. It was rough. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> And I called you and I was like, man, we're just going to put it out there anyway. We talked after the podcast and um, I said, we're going to put it out there because we are uh, fallible humans. We make mistakes, just like we just said. And uh, I was like, you know, it's not a bad thing for people to see that either. But this was beyond bad. <laughs> so I couldn't do that to anybody listening. So that, that's why that happened. Yep. <laughs> so what about, so what about the next, uh, the next part of this? Yeah. Do you want to, do you have something on it? Do you want to kick it off and then I can, I can add to it or I can kick it off too. However you want to do that. I mean, with this, I can read my little snippet down below if you want. Or if you want to kick a kick, 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 k
Woo! Uh, that's up to you. Well, this is this is a this is a really cool parable. Okay, so what we're 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 talking uh, about it's a parable of money usage, but is what it's titled in my Bible. But from verses eleven through pretty much twenty one, what we're going to be talking about this parable that Jesus is talking is is telling us about here is not so much it is money usage. But we're gonna, you're gonna see it related to so much more than just money, and we're talking about a, a nobleman. And do you want me to, Marshall? Do you want me to just kind of summarize it real quick, and then we can talk about it? Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I wanted to touch on 1911, but you know, but yeah, go ahead and summarize it, and I'll go back and I'll kind of summer uh, touch on 1911 because what it says here in my Bible is it's kind of neat. I kind of like what it has to oh. say, but yeah, go ahead. Well, t- touch on touch on eleven because it doesn't. That's that's the start of this uh, of this parable. So touch on eleven real quick, and then we'll talk about this nobleman that goes to a, a, di- a distant country. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and read nineteen eleven, and it says, "While they were listening to this, he went on to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem, and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once." So now that I read that, I'm going to go back and read my little explanation down below. It says, The people still hoped for a political leader who would set up an earthly kingdom and get rid of Roman domination. Jesus' parable showed that his kingdom would not take this form right away. First, he would go away for a while, and his followers would need to be faithful and productive during this absence, during his absence. Upon his return, Jesus would inaugurate a kingdom more powerful and just than anything they would expect or imagine. This story showed Jesus' followers what they were to do during the time between Jesus' departure and his second coming. So because we live in that time, so right now, like we're actually in this this day and age, we are living in that time period. So this actually applies directly to us. And we have been given excellent resources to build and expand God's kingdom. Jesus, Jesus expects us to use these talents so that they so that the so that they multiply the kingdom so that they multiply and the kingdom grows he asks us he i can't talk right now he asks each of us to account for what we do with his gifts while awaiting the coming of the kingdom of god and, the, and glory uh, we must do Christ's work so that's kind of a that 1911's kind of a summer, summarization of, of what he's introing into that parable and kind of the parable too a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because he says so the parable the parable goes like this. It's a, he's ta- Jesus is talking about a nobleman that he's going to a distant country to obtain for himself a kingdom. That's verses verse 12. And then in verse 13 it goes on to say that he uh calls 10 of his servants he gives them ten minas, which is a uh, hundred days wages, and he says, "Do business with this un- until I come back." Okay, and then verse fourteen says there were some of the res- uh, some of his citizens in that in that distant country that didn't want him to be king over them, and so uh, so he goes there essentially, and then. Uh, when he gets back, he calls up his servants, the ones he gave uh, gave these uh, this money to, and um, they account for it. There were some servants that that um, invested his money wisely and that made made more uh, on his money. There was, I think, there was one. There says one servant here came uh, came back and he was uh, he had taken the ten minas and made another ten minas. There was another one mm-hmm. took uh, his ten minas and made five minas, and then uh, to each of them. And this is this is the coolest part. In uh, he says it to each each servant, but this is all this is this is what we want to hear. This is our true treasure. Our our true treasure is to get to heaven. When we die, Jesus comes back. We get caught up in the clouds with him. However, however it happens for us, we want. To to stand there in God's presence and hear these words, well done, good and faithful servant. That right there is the ultimate treasure. Yeah, absolutely. That is what we all as believers strive for. And so, uh, but here's, 
the other half of that story is you hear the the one there was one servant that took it and uh just stored it away and didn't do anything with the money that he was given by the nobleman now do you see the contrast marshall between um the nobleman being like uh, being god or being uh jesus yeah. and w- yeah, which we king, all know yeah, jesus yeah. is god so you in yeah, insert Jesus into this picture and insert us into this picture and look at, and we were all his servants. And then you see this servant that, uh, that took these, uh, took this money from, Mm -hmm. from him, from his uh, master and, uh, just hid it away. And he gets back. He's like, you could have at least put it in the bank. So I could have collected interest on it, but you didn't. And so what does he do? He puts it, uh, he, he, uh, I will judge and condemn you by your own words, you worthless servant. That is not, that is not what I want to hear. I do not want to hear that I was a worthless servant, that I didn't uh, steward my time well here on this earth, that I didn't live my life well, or that you don't want to hear that you that you didn't live your life to its uh, fullest. To like, I man, I said that kind of wrong for God. You didn't yeah. live your life for God. You hid that. Yeah, and, and while while we're while we're talking about this, I, I want to read this explanation at the bottom of my Bible. And you know, I, guys, I read these a lot, and the reason why I do it is because it does break it down really well, and it does help us understand what is being yeah. said in this parable. Because these parables can be confusing sometimes, but a lot of these little explanations down at the bottom, they're just not only do they explain what's going on, but then they always have questions at the end of it. And that's why I like to read them because it kind of gets you to thinking. So I'm going to read this one as well because uh, it's got some really good stuff in it. It really kind of goes over what Aaron just said, but I want to reiterate that too. So it starts off by saying, why was the king so hard on this man who had not increased the money? And this is talking about the one servant that Aaron was just talking about. He punished the man because one, he didn't share his master's interest in the kingdom. Two, He didn't trust his master's intentions. Three, his only concern was for himself. And four, he did nothing to use the money. Like the king in the story, God has given you gifts to use for the benefit of his kingdom. Do you want the kingdom to grow? Do you trust God to govern it fairly? Are you as concerned for others' welfare as you are for your own? And are you willing to use faithfully what he has entrusted to you? Last night, I went to dinner with a bunch of friends from my church. Uh, these are all older gentlemen, and I don't say older like they're old farts because they're not old farts, but they're older than I am. They, you know, and they're—I'd say they're in their fifties yeah. and older. I was the youngest buck there. Um, right. But these are men that I—I I, I was involved in celibate recovery with. They all—we all led together, and they're just great men of God, and I—I I love them all dearly. Uh, one's an associate pastor at a different church, and just great guys. Anyway. Um, Talking about talents, the gentleman who is an associate pastor at a different church, he, for a while now, and he had told us about this a long time ago before we had stopped CR. He said he's kind of starting his own little ministry, doing his own thing, using his own talents that God's given him. And so what he's been doing, he's been doing this for a while, is he he goes around, he, he'll go buy groceries. He'll go buy like bread and water and just little things. Um, and he goes into the community where there's a bunch of homeless people and he'll, he'll put bread and water in several different sacks and he'll go out and he'll go find these people. And he just gives it to them. He goes, Hey, what's going on? And they may be higher than a kite, but he'll walk up to them and he gives them this bag full of a loaf of bread and water and who knows what else is in there. And he's been doing this for a while to where, you know, some people at his church, random people, you know, they may walk up to him and bless him with like a $50 gift card to Walmart or something else. So he can go buy more and buy more and buy more and keep doing what he's doing. So God is clearly blessing what he's doing and loving what he's doing because he's yeah. serving those orphans and those widows and the homeless people who, who need God. And so something he mentioned last night, he said he was talking to one of the homeless guys and he said, man, I could really use a tent. So when it rains, we can get out of the, out of the weather. And he said, well, he said, I don't have a right. tent. He said, but I got a, I've got a, uh, a tarp in the back of my pickup. And I said, he said, you're, you're more than happy to have it. So he gave the guy the tarp so he could make a tent, a makeshift tent out of it. And he said, so ever since then, 
he said, I've started buying, I went and bought two or three tarps from Harbor Freight for a few bucks a piece. And he said, I keep those in the back of my pickup. So when I go out and about, yeah. if someone asks for 10, I just give them a tarp and they can utilize that. And so <clears throat> when he was saying, when he was telling That's us awesome. that last night, yeah, when he was telling us that last night, it really stuck out to me. And I was just, my wheels were turning the whole time. I was sitting there listening to him. I was like, man, what a, what an example of Christ that he's being. And I was like, it just really, I, I felt kind of guilty, you know, because I'm sitting here being a bump on a log and this guy's out there doing the work of God, being the hands and feet like we're called to be, being a true example. And I was just like, man, what a, what, what, what a, what a great testimony that he has there. And it, it wore off on me and it got me to thinking about, man, I need to be doing more for God's kingdom. And, uh, Anyway, I, I just I, I I had to share that with you guys because not only does it tie into this little passage that we're reading right now, but it's just it's what God's called us to do. It's he he was he's using the talents that God's given him, and it may not seem like much to some, but yeah. to God, it's it's exactly what He's called us to do. Yep. I mean, yeah. It's you got to ask the question. You sit and think about your life. How are you? using the talents God's given you to glorify God? Mm -hmm. Or are you just playing it safe? You're going to hear that. I, I don't want to get into what we got into because we talked about safe living and all that in the, in the bonus episode. But, um, but are you just playing it safe like this one servant and just hiding your talents? Or are you sharing that like they are supposed to? And I tell you, if you're still living, which... Obviously, if you're listening to this, you're, you're still living. It's not too late to start using your talents and your gifts that God has given you to uh, love your neighbor. Love God first, then love your neighbor. But he's given it. All those gifts are for, all those gifts that the Holy Spirit's given you, um, all those things that God tells you is not for you for the, for the most part. They are, but mostly they're to uh, encourage others to help others yeah. and in turn in turn you get blessed from that yeah absolutely there's opportunities all around us you know what, what yeah well and you see that you see that nowadays that uh, a lot of christians or people that call them christians that just go uh, go to church and think that that's good enough and they um, they may live uh, uh, mostly a good life that, you know, they don't steal, they don't kill, they don't, you know, whatever. But you still, we're all sinners mm -hmm. and we're not meant to just go home and, and hide ourselves and hide our identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that section there. So he says, if you're not going to, so the, that, the end of the end of that little section in uh, chapter 19 here on uh, the end of that parable is going into, he takes what the nobleman ends up taking away these minas that he's given this guy that didn't use them. And he gives them to the other guy that had 10 minas. And the, the idea of that is, is if you're not, if you're not going to use them, you're going to lose them. You're going to, um, I really like how Jesus put it in in verse 26 here. It says, I tell you that everyone who has, because he has valued his gifts from God and has used them wisely, more will be given. But to the one who does not have, because he disregarded his gifts from God, even what he has will be taken away. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what what we're saying there the is, is not far off. It's like, use yeah. those gifts or... You're of no use. You're of no use to the kingdom if you're not using your the gifts that God has given you, the talents that God has given you. Absolutely. And the more you use them, the more that will be given. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't use them, they'll go away. <laughs> and, you know, and something that I've heard here lately um, was because I've listened to a lot on the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's gifts, and uh, He's not going to force them on you. He's not going to force His yeah. gifts on you. You've got to want it. God's a gentleman. God is not a forceful God. God lays out the opportunities before you and the and and what to do and what not to do. And then he he hey he he gave us that free will to make our own choices in life. So he's like, 
here's the tools and the opportunity is right here for you. Do you want to do it or don't you? Yeah. That's the choice is yours. Yep. All right. So let's see here. So okay. Go on to his ministry. And so it's, yeah, exactly. So the whole idea is as we've been progressing through Luke, Jesus has been getting closer and closer. We're, we're looking at Jesus's ministry and the, the end goal is to get to Jerusalem and for what he's going to ultimately do on the cross for us and save us from our sins and pay that penalty of sin for us on the cross. And so now this whole time, this whole time, this whole walk through Luke has been Jesus getting to Jerusalem. And here we're getting into what's titled in, in the Bible, which of course, as we know and have talked about that the Bible is not, a, it wasn't written like this, but it's, it's titles for us, you know, for those of us reading it nowadays. Um, and this is titled the triumphal entry. And uh, we are going to be talking about, we'll, we'll kind of paraphrase it a little bit. We're going to be talking about a, Jesus is going to get, he, he goes on ahead of them mm-hmm. and into, towards Jerusalem. And when they approach, they are, they're approaching a Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, or um, it, it is the Mount of Olives, right? Yeah, no, it's a hill called the Mount of Olives, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. And then, so he tells he tells some of the disciples, uh, go into the village, get a donkey. What this is, is um, he's telling these disciples, go into the village, and th- there you're going to find a donkey. It's, we, he needs to ride into Jerusalem to fulfill a prophecy made in, I think, what was it, Zechariah 9-9, was it? I'm not for sure on that, to be honest with you. I have to look that up. Yeah, it was an Old Testament prophecy. I'm pretty sure it was in Zechariah. Uh, that I think it was Zechariah nine nine. I I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but um, that the Messiah would come riding on a colt of a donkey, a foal. Uh, no, just a yeah, a colt of a donkey. And so he says to his disciples, "Go into the town, and there will be a colt tied there." Grab it. If anybody asks you, tell them the Lord the Lord sent you or the Lord needs it, and they will do it. And of course, that's what happened. Is the, the guy came out and says, "What are you doing?" He's like, "They were the Lord sent us." He's like, "Take it." And so they take it and they bring the donkey to Jesus, and they lay their coats over the back of the donkey, and uh, and he they they lift them up on there and they start their journey into Jerusalem. Entry mm-hmm. into Jerusalem. Uh, let's see here. So he he rides along. He's riding along, and uh, people are spreading their coats on the ground. They're they mm-hmm. these people are welcoming Jesus for who he is. I mean, they mm-hmm. are welcoming welcoming him as a king. But what would what do we have to keep in mind, Marshall? Is that they still think the the whole time they still think that he's here for. Uh, an earthly kingdom like he's he's gonna he's coming to jerusalem now <coughs> right excuse me and uh to conquer the romans that's they they've right. thought this the whole time despite all of the miracles that he's performed and everything that they've heard about jesus and his you know wouldn't you say marshall that it would have been hard to um, deny the fact that he was the Messiah had we had been there and seen and heard of all of these miracles that he did because everything that's written in his word is just the important stuff. I mean, he did so much more than that, um, mm-hmm. that the Bible wouldn't, there'd be no, there wouldn't be enough books in the world to hold the amount of miracles that he did. And yet these people still think he's here to uh, conquer this earthly kingdom. I mean, if I can be convinced this day and age, not having ever met him, Person, you know, face to face in in the flesh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think I would believe that he is the Messiah. I mean, you know, here we are, two thousand plus years later, and we're accepting Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, not having ever met him in flesh. And these people got to meet him in flesh. Now, of course, that was during the moment, in the moment. Uh, so they were experiencing that, experiencing that as it went. So it may have been a little bit different. They were, they were learning as they as this was all going along, as they were hearing it. But you know, we've gotten to read all this all this stuff, you know, as we've gone, and then we make that you know decision, or as the Holy Spirit lays on us, so we make that decision. But um, still, I think 
that if I were alive back then, I'd have been like, yeah, this is for sure the Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And, you know, and like it says, it, I think it goes into it. Verse 38, um, it goes, this is what they, you know, they were, they were they were shouting, blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. And, uh, they were joyfully with loud voices, uh, enthusiastically, um, shouting and they were remembering all these miracles and works and power that they had seen. So it goes into what we were talking about there in, uh, 37, 38, but he knows, he knows mm-hmm. that soon these people are going to turn on him. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see that as we get, but I want to cover something in 39 before we, before we get there. Uh, because of course, as usual, we're seeing the Pharisees there and they're like, shut these, shut these people up. What are they? Don't, don't allow them to speak like this. It's blasphemy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rebuke your yep. disciples for shouting these messianic phrases. And he's like, yeah. he, he reminds them. He reminds if they weren't singing praises, you, you can't stop the, the praises were. to the king of kings. <laughs> yeah. God's creation. God, if we're not praising God, God's creation is, is praising him. The, the stones will cry out. His creation, all of his creation will cry out, even if we're not crying out to him. And I think that what was kind of— What does it say? Where, so is it, that, in, uh, where is that? Yeah, it, it, on, at, at 40, it says, I, at, at, at 40, Jesus tells these, these Pharisees, he says, I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. When I read that, and I, I know this is a serious moment. Jesus is riding into town. This is a, a joyful and it's kind of a serious moment, and he's making a serious comment to these Pharisees. But I kind of found that funny because in my mind, I picture Jesus riding in on a donkey, and he looks at these Pharisees, and he's like, hey, I tell you, man, if they keep quiet, these rocks are going to cry out too, so there's no stopping this. It, it, it's, it's kind of a kind yeah. of a... Uh, 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 kind of a smart aleck response, and I know that's not what Jesus was doing, but it, he was he was being honest, right? But I just thought it's kind of funny. It's kind of like Jesus, like <laughs> little do you know. I don't know. I, that's just kind of how I saw it, how I pictured it yeah. in my mind. We've seen that this whole time, though. He's he's very Jesus is very clever. Of course, he's God in the flesh, so of course he's going to have the right answer for everything. But he he is very clever in his responses to and dealings with these pharisees and it, you just got to love it we've seen it the whole time throughout the whole book throughout the whole gospel and um but you're right you know it's uh where is that verse that says um all of creation groans i think it was was it paul writing that or was it john i can't remember but it it, it even god's word even backs it up again in writing you know, that even, even creation groans for the return of the King and, uh, or somewhere, something along those lines, but yeah, it's, we can't be quiet about this. And yeah. yeah. And so, uh, so as he's approaching Jerusalem, so they're still kind of on this road to Jerusalem. And as he's approaching Jerusalem, he stops, he says, he sees the city and he weeps over it. And, and the spiritual ignorance of its people. There's a few things happening in this moment. He knows that these people are going to turn on him. They may be shouting praises today, but they're going to be shouting crucify him uh, in, in a very short amount of time, in, in a few days, whatever. And But he also, what he's also seeing is being God in the flesh that he is, you know, being God in the flesh, he's seeing the destruction of Jerusalem in what takes place, I think 40 years later, I think like AD 60, I think is when the destruction of Jerusalem comes. Rome finally comes in and uh, fully occupies it and takes over the city and everything. And um, I'm kind of getting into that right now, as far as like, my goodness, Jerusalem really got hammered, you know, rightly so because uh, you see that nowadays, they always were turning away from God. And they were always rejecting God's message and God's prophets and, uh, and you know, judgment. There is a judgment that has to, there is a punishment that has to be had because of that. And so because they rejected the Messiah, 
destruction is yet again coming to Jerusalem, just like I'm reading in uh, Ezekiel. It's it's a fascinating story. If you haven't read Ezekiel, Marshall, you need to go and read it. It is, and and then just pray about it and allow God to open your eyes to see the the contrast, the the similarities between what we're looking at in today's world and that. Yeah. I mean, being so far uh, in history, right? So, what was you were saying something about Jerusalem being tore down or whatever, and you were saying the year. What was that? Uh, and of course, I could be wrong. I think it was uh, AD. It was. Uh, it was either. It was, I, I keep thinking like forty years later, or um, AD sixty, or something. I I listen and read so much of different things that I can't remember. Maybe I'm getting my numbers mixed up. But at some point, Rome comes in and uh, just uh, decimates the city. I'm trying to. I'm looking on this. I'm looking on a. Uh on a, a little time frame here and it's, I'm trying to see if I can find anything. Cause I'm just I'm kind of curious. Um, but I'm not seeing anything even on this, but I was hoping I could find it and answer, but I can't. So. Um, let's see here. It doesn't really matter. I was just curious. It was, um, no, it talks about Israel. 70, 70 AD. Yeah. Jerusalem besieged by, when you do a quick search on, on there, it's a series on 701. This was this was seventy A.D. when Rome. Okay, uh, okay, so let me look this up real quick. Yeah, Romans destroyed Jerusalem. Yeah, seventy. Yep. I'm pretty sure that was. I, I'm pretty sure that was why. But anyway, the the main part about it is being the Messiah, being God in the flesh. The idea, the uh, main point. Uh, of what we take out of this is he was, he could see the future. He knew the future and that's why he was weeping because he knew that these people were still not going to accept him as a uh, Messiah and that judgment to them was coming. So that's, that's the main takeaway out of why he wept out of this. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Let me do this. How bad is the echo? Uh, every time I talk, I can hear the echo. Now I'm not hearing the echo. Which is weird, because I was before. Okay. okay. Well, as you know, I am uh, probably, I'm, I'm about half deaf. So maybe it's when I have the headphones off of my ear so I can hear myself talk at the same time. I uh, It's, oh, it's yeah. back through the microphone or something like that. Either way. I bet that's and I got to have it up so loud so I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, I turned the volume down, so maybe you won't hear yourself now. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, so let's see here. So, the, and, and Jesus goes into that, why he wept over the city is be, in verse 43, for a time of siege is coming when your enemies will put up a barricade with pointed stakes against you and surround you with armies and hem you on every side. And they will level you, 44, verse 44, and they will level you, level you to the ground you, Jerusalem, and your children within you, they will not leave you one stone on another, all because you did not come progressively to recognize from observation and personal experience the time of your visitation when God was gracious towards you and offered you salvation. That's it. He explained it. Um, and it it's simply, an, yet again, another judgment because they didn't accept Jesus as Messiah. So, Marshall, to finish this out, last section. I know you I know you need to <laughs> I'm looking at your chest here, buddy. <laughs> well, I'm trying to readjust because I'm standing up now. So um, I'm trying to readjust um, my microphone. So if y'all hear some weird noises, that's that's what's going on. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. Bad backs. <laughs> Bad backs. You know, hey Marshall you get to your thirties, your back falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but uh, anyway, yeah. The uh, this last section, this last section here is Jesus. We're we're just gonna kind of summarize it. He's um, Jesus goes to the temple. He gets into he gets into Jerusalem. He goes to the temple, and what what would normally happen is you see in it. 
that these uh, traders and he's gonna he's gonna get angry at both the traders and the buyers because there's they're taking advantage of the of what God has established for His temple the the sacrificial the, the sacrificials the the sacrifices sacrificial were, um, <laughs> yeah they were they were upcharging these things they were. Uh, they're making them like twice as much as what they should be and making it impossible and then uh, making it hard for people to buy them. And and so that's why he's getting mad is because they're they're taking advantage of people and missing what they were actually for, what to to glorify God, what these sacrifices and these and this worship that happened within the temple was was actually meant for. So Jesus goes in there. And he drives out all those who are selling. And he, you know, of course, we know that his temple is a house of prayer and worship. But you, he tells them that you've made it a robber's den. And so then he goes in and uh, he starts teaching. And uh, and then, of course, now that he's in Jerusalem, he, he's got these scribes and these Pharisees looking for a way to kill him. And it ends out the. It ends out uh, chapter 19 by saying in verse 48 that they could not find anything that they could do for all the people stayed close to him and they were hanging on to every word he said. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they're still looking for a way to kill him. Yeah. And, of course, I don't know. You Go and do your own research on that, why um, there's a lot of there's a lot of commentary on it as to why he was driving these folks out. That was just a that's just a quick summation as to why, obviously, um, these people, these sellers were not, were not good people. You know, they were taking advantage of the people and that's just, yeah, go do your own research on it. But, uh, that kind of just finishes out 19. Oh yeah. The old 19. <laughs> oh, but yeah. That's so it. that's it. That's a wrap. Yeah. Wrap it up. We're going to try and, we're going to try and truck it. Yeah. We're going to try and truck it through this, uh, the uh, the rest of Luke here, and because uh, we're not gonna, although we're being we're gonna go in a little different of a direction after Luke, we're still gonna finish Luke up because uh, it's important. So I, I, we're gonna finish it up, and then we're gonna go that direction, and it's gonna be awesome. Yep. But yeah, go back, read through it, read through chapter nineteen, catch up to us if you're not following along with us in in these different chapters. Uh, go back and reread it. Of course, like we've talked before, you should be, uh, you know, add that into your weekly Bible study of some sort or whatever you do. Um, just make sure you're getting into God's word on a daily basis, not just once a week. How are you using those talents that, and those gifts that God has given you? And how are you trying to uh, cultivate that relationship with him on a daily basis? So... Absolutely. I don't just talk to Marshall on this podcast. I talk to Marshall several times a week. <laughs> That's how we keep our relationship. So it's no different with God. Pray, read, study, get together with other people, discuss it. That's how you continue that relationship with God. Amen. Oh. All right. So given that we have... Um, that God kind of stopped our last podcast. This went a lot better. The, the, the first take, this is the second take. And, uh, I've had some time to look up, uh, what song we want to use at the end. And, um, uh, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, but it was, I was just looking it up. Kristen Cole, Christine Cole, however you put it, um, is this is the artist we're going to recognize this week. And uh, the music that's going to be at the end is God Won't Let You Down. I thought that was a pretty good one. Obviously, God knew what he was doing when he uh, kind of led me to that song to choose it for today's podcast. Because, uh, of course, God's never going to let us down. He's always next to us. He's always with us. And uh, he always has our best interests in mind. So uh, thank you, Amen. Christine or Kristen. However, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong for that music submission. And, uh, I hope you guys like it too. Um, I don't think that last week I said who I put, um, Helen Sanderson white 
really great artist, great Christian artist. Uh, I used her music last week on the podcast, and I just kind of want to give her a shout out too and a thank you. And you can go to last episode that we put that got posted, and uh, in the show notes is the link. Just as uh, Miss Cole is going to have her. Uh, links and stuff in the show notes as well. So check them out. Give them a follow. Go and support them. Great music. So, yeah. I concur. And as usual, guys, make sure you go out to all of our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, go out there, follow us. Go on to YouTube, like, subscribe, give a listen. There's no video, but there is um, audio recording on there. So make sure you go on and listen to that as well. Uh, there's plenty of places you can listen, pretty much anywhere you, you can listen to a podcast, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, anywhere you can listen to a podcast, you can listen to us. So go find us, listen, like, follow, subscribe, um, especially on iTunes. Um, like I said, all the social media pages. And you can reach us out at mail at undauntedpursuit.com. Uh, guys, if you have any questions, concerns, uh, prayer requests, whatever it may be, shoot us an email, whether it's on there or whether it's through a social media page like Facebook or something like that. And you just want to shoot us a message. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Shoot us a message. We're people just like y'all are. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got. Did you cover, uh, guys, go on to Apple uh, Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a good rating and review. That's important. It helps get to get this podcast noticed. And um, also... We had a request for and uh, for that we should be doing praise reports now. Um, praise God for our lives. Praise God for um, moving us and what His direction is in our life. But we want to do more praise reports, and we don't want it to be about us. We want it to be about you. So um, this is a community that we're trying to cultivate here on Undaunted Pursuit Podcast, and we want you to. If you have any praises for the week, if you have anything, message us. Message us on Facebook. Email us at uh, at our email address, mail at undauntedpursuit.com. Again, um, any praises. We'll we'll give you a shout out. We'll we'll praise, you know, we'll do the praise report uh, if we get any messages. So if you have something you just can't hold in, you just got to praise God for, you want to praise God publicly for it, Send it our way. We will put it out here on the podcast, and uh, man, that would be awesome. We'll we'll praise God alongside of you, because of course He is the author and perfecter of our faith. And uh, yeah, whatever He's doing in your life is good. So yeah, that's uh, I think that's about it. I think that's about all I there's, got. There's there's one more thing I want to mention. As you guys might remember, there was uh, we were nominated for an award. Um, I believe that all that voting has closed at this point. However, I wanted to, Aaron and I both want to make sure we thank uh, all you listeners, family, friends, uh, strangers, everybody who listens to the podcast who went out there and voted for us. Thank you guys for for voting for us, for taking the time to do that. Whether or not we win or whatnot, that doesn't matter. We just appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. So thank you. Yep. Thank you. I, I almost forget. I forgot about that too. So um yeah, it has it has closed, and yeah, we're uh, we're awaiting it, the count is on right now. So, who knows? I, I this is our first time. I don't know if we're gonna get something saying you you're you're good or you don't have to come because you didn't win or if we got to be there. So, hopefully, maybe Lord willing, we will be in Georgia. Uh, in October at some point, one of us or both of us, however that works out and uh, attending the spin awards and see how it goes, Uh, you know, be praying for it. And again, guys, thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your votes. And uh, again, thanks for listening to this podcast and um, Undaunted Pursuit podcast. Uh, There was something else I was wanting to say. Oh yeah. Share this episode with somebody this week. Hopefully it'll touch their lives too. So, all right, guys, that's it. We'll see you guys next time on Dawn of Pursuit podcast. See you guys later. Adios. In a world of jealousy.